welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome. I'm really excited that you're here with me today for an episode all about the new moon in Libra. So a couple of things up front. First of all, in case you weren't aware, we now have transcripts of all of these episodes available online. If you would prefer to read rather than listen, you can visit my website. The webpage for each particular episode has the transcript of the episode at the very bottom, and you can take in the information that way if you prefer. The second thing to let you know is that for every new moon episode, at least for now, I am creating a worksheet for you. So I will collect all of the self-reflection questions that I offer in the episode. I collect them all into a worksheet and you can get that worksheet again through the webpage. Or once you sign up for one worksheet, from then on, you'll just automatically receive them at the new moon as soon as I publish that episode. So with that said, let's dive into what the new moon in Libra is inviting us to consider and think about and do. So I always try to come up with a word that sort of sums up for me what a particular new moon is about. And for me, the Libra new moon is about repairing. And I want to be clever here. (laughs) I want to mean that in both senses of the word. Repairing as in coming back into a relationship again, right? Like like pairing once again. And, of course, repairing, healing something, addressing and alleviating a discomfort or a wrong. So that's the word for the new moon in Libra. It's repair. And in order to tell you how I came around to that word, I'll tell you a little bit more about this particular moon Also today, I am going to talk a little bit about the concept of planetary dignity and whether that is a brand new concept to you or something you're already familiar with, it's definitely something to consider as we look at this new moon in Libra. So the new moon is happening in Libra during a Mercury retrograde in Libra. And that tells us two things for sure. Number one, that it's happening during a Mercury retrograde. We know there's going to be reconsideration, reviewing, revising, reconfiguring. Anytime that Mercury is retrograde, We're meant to pause, slow down, look back, assess the situation, rather than just continue forward in the momentum that we have going. And listen, 
There are some people out there who kind of make fun of Mercury retrograde. Ha ha, Mercury is Mercury in the microwave, that kind of thing. And, you know, like, believe it or not, it doesn't matter. But I will just stand and say that any time we have an invitation from anywhere to pause, to slow down, to take a look at what we're doing and how we're showing up in the world, I think that's a good thing. So the Mercury retrograde in Libra, it began on September 27th. It goes through October 18th. That's the official time when the planet is actually retrograde. And this new moon is basically happening right in the middle of it. Of course, the way I understand the new moon is it is already a time to pause and reflect and take stock and listen in. And so we just have extra incentive to do that when we're already in the middle of a Mercury retrograde period. Okay, so that's the first thing. When when the new moon is happening during Mercury retrograde, we know that we are really reviewing, reconsidering, revising, reconfiguring. Here's the other thing. It's happening in the sign of Libra. And the sign of Libra is all about partnership, relationship. It's about balance. The sign of Libra is represented, symbolized by the scales. Usually a beautiful, elegant, golden set of scales to weigh things and to balance things carefully. So Libra is inherently about relationships, about relating one to another, and about attempting to find a harmony, a balance, a way that those two things can exist together in a harmonious way. So um, I myself, my, my sun sign is Libra, and I have a whole stellium, a whole mess of planets and points in the sign of Libra. And I can tell you, yes, we are always considering and weighing and looking at things from different angles and really wanting everything to be beautiful and everything to be pleasing to everyone. And of course, we know that's not possible. And yet Libra really is a very idealistic sign. It's cardinal air. Air signs being about ideas and about creativity and cardinal being about initiating energy. And so Libras are like, yes, we can make the world better. We can find a solution that works for everyone and find themselves in rather relentless pursuit of that. Um, it is a good, <laughs> I'll laugh and say it is a good thing that we are so considerate, um, charming, interested in relating to other people and interested in input from other people because balanced with that uh, for many, many Librans is a very strong sense of what's right and what's wrong. A very strong attunement to pleasure, to what we like, to what is beautiful, to 
what's good. And that's partly because Venus is the ruler of Libra. And so the planet Venus, which is all about love and beauty and pleasure and relating, Librans have a special relationship with this planet, and Librans really do know what they like. And also, they like a lot of things, and they like to know what you like. <laughs> so, uh, advice, never ask a Libran to choose a restaurant for a group of people, because neither can she go with what everyone else wants, if it's not also what sounds good to her, nor can she choose <laughs> because because she wants everyone to be happy with the choice. Okay. So the new moon happening during a Mercury retrograde in Libra is about reviewing and it's about partnership and balance. And there are some other aspects and relationships among the other planets. So not just the sun and moon, which at the time of a new moon are together in the sky, and Mercury, which is retrograde, but other planets as well. And I'm really excited to talk to you about those and to get into that idea, that concept of planetary dignity. Okay, so conjunct this new moon meaning the sun and the moon are together in the sky. They're both at 14 degrees of Libra. Also with them, sharing a room with them, is the planet Mars. And Mars, my astrology teacher, Austin Kopic, describes Mars as the go button in a chart. It's the ignition. That is where your drive your ambition, your power to do comes from. And so Mars is right here in this new moon, right here with the sun and the moon. So under normal circumstances, we might say, oh, clearly with this new moon, we are going to initiate, we are going to go. But this new moon is happening during a Mercury retrograde, and this new moon is happening in Libra. So Mars is in Venus's house. And here's where I want to tell you a little bit about planetary dignities so that we get a really nuanced understanding of what is exactly happening in this new moon. I want you to imagine the Zodiac as kind of like a big global neighborhood. You've got all the different signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius. You've got all these different signs. And let's imagine that each one of those signs is a residence. It's like an abode, a place to live. So. Each of those residences or abodes has an owner. It has a ruler, it's called in astrology. Each planet has a place where they're at home. Or in the case of some planets, they have two homes. <laughs> they have, you know, a place where they summer and a place where they winter. So 
all of the planets, of course, can visit all of the signs. So just like I can go over to my neighbor's house and my neighbor can come over to my house, the planets can go into various signs. And just like I am more comfortable in some of my neighbor's houses than I am in other of my neighbor's houses, so too are the planets more comfortable in some signs than in others. So in this new moon, what is super interesting is that Mars is in Venus's house. And Venus, who is in charge of this new moon, this new moon is happening in her house, even though she's not there, it's still happening in her house. Venus is in one of Mars's houses. Venus is in Scorpio. So Venus and Mars have basically done like a house swap. And I actually want to dramatize this, um, <laughs> okay, mainly for my own entertainment, but also to illustrate what this is like. So let's imagine that um, they're like, okay, cool, they swap keys, Mars and Venus. And Venus has a Parisian apartment. She's got a Parisian apartment. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a little bit crumbly and and the windows are a bit drafty, but it's gorgeous. And it's in this really abundant neighborhood replete with boutiques and boulangeries. And, and it's like there's music in the air and there's the smells and the sights and the sounds in this Parisian apartment right on a busy corner, right in the middle of everything. And so Mars shows up at Libra's apartment, opens the door and goes inside and is kind of like, wow, it's so colorful and there's pictures everywhere and candles and oh, he can hear outside the sounds of the street below. And so Mars is in Venus's apartment and kind of doesn't really know what to do do with themselves they're like i i i just like can i can i sit on this velvet couch <laughs> like i think i can i don't really like it's it's just unfamiliar right there are bouquets of flowers everywhere it's very abundant and so mars is a bit out of sorts so mars isn't feeling themselves like they usually would right mars at which is the go button in the chart, is knocked a little off their game. They're a little bit more careful than they usually would be. You know, Mars is the go button, but Mars is also the cord cutter. Mars doesn't just set a boundary. Mars just burns the whole bridge. <laughs> Mars is a planet of separation. Right? Mars in the actual solar system lies between the Earth and the outer planets. It's like between Earth and Jupiter. It's like a, it's like an outpost, the edge. And it's a very edgy, it's a very edgy planet. Mars is often associated with war, right? Initiation that separates, ignition that makes a decisive change. 
And here in the Parisian apartment, with all of the noise and flowers and colors and a little bit of jet lag, Mars is slightly less, maybe not even slightly, Mars is less aggressive and more considerate than usual. Okay. Now we have to imagine that Venus is in Mars's apartment. And let's just say, and this is how it works in my imagination, Mars has a penthouse apartment in the financial district in Manhattan. And so Venus has the keys to Mars's place. Venus arrives at the building. And of course, there's a security guard who asks for ID and is like, you know, not just going to let Venus in. So Venus is like, oh, okay. Um, Venus, you know, is escorted to the elevator and then takes the elevator all the way up to the top floor where it's like literally they're separate from all the hustle and bustle of Manhattan. Venus opens the door to Mars's apartment and goes in and closes the door. And it's so quiet. It's separate. And as Venus looks around, they see that everything is like, this is in my imagination, it's like stainless steel, minimalist, grays and blacks and very spare, very austere. And of course, there's the glittering skyline that Venus can see, but they're so unused to this separateness. They're so unused to all the kind of hard and sleek surfaces. So Venus has been in Mars's house for a while. Venus is at the very end of their trip through Scorpio at this point. Venus is at, I think, something like 28 degrees of Scorpio. And Venus has had a couple of aspects with or run-ins with some of the other planets while they've been here. And so Venus has kind of done some soul searching in this place. And Venus has discovered in Scorpio but Mars has a really lovely set of knives, like great knives in the kitchen. And Venus has appreciated using those knives, learning to use them. Venus has been enjoying because Venus can always find the beauty in other ways of being, has been enjoying a bit this more quiet and isolated experience. Venus has been connecting into a less relational kind of truth and beauty. So in this new moon, which is ruled by Venus, it's ruled by a Venus who's just had a long house stay where Venus has been invited to experience themselves in a different way. And perhaps that resonates with you. Perhaps that resonates with you. Perhaps you have been a little more contemplative. 
perhaps there is a decision you've been mulling over, not in a crowdsourcy way, like not in a like asking everyone's opinion kind of way, but in a really sitting with it yourself. And that's actually where I want to begin with our self-reflections for this new moon. Because that is my intuitive sense, that there's something you've been weighing and mulling, something you've been working and reworking, balancing and rebalancing in your head, a decision or a course of action. You have been thinking about what you might like to do. And guess what? Here we are at the new moon, the new moon in Libra, with Mars right conjunct, conjoined with the sun and the moon. And so it is now time to make the decision. And that's what the self-reflection questions are intended to help you to do. Okay, so the first question, what decision or course of action have I been working and reworking balancing and rebalancing in my head. That might be something really big. Maybe it's something that you've been wanting to create or a new career move, a home change, something like that. And it could be something rather small. It could be something rather small, maybe a new way of treating your body or something, a new way of interacting with your friends. So second question. In all this consideration, what have I determined is most important? Venus and Libra are about values. About values. What is important to me? What are my values? What do I care most about? And then the third question. What decisive action am I ready to take? Remembering, Venus is in Mars's house. And so Venus can actually stop equivocating, especially at the end of their stay here. Like, they love the knives. They love the super intense sound system, <laughs> right? They've probably befriended the security guard at the, at the front desk of the building, but they feel more at home here. They're like, yeah, I can be decisive. I'm a bad bitch, is what Venus is thinking at the end of Scorpio. I can be a bad bitch. And so what decisive action am I ready to take? Just allow yourself to write it down. Okay. Fourth question. By making this move, what values am I bringing to life? Right? And this is just intended to wrap the whole decision up in layers and layers, you know, swaddle it in values, because that is what's going to help the decision to really become a reality decisiveness. Again, Mars is in Venus's house. And so there's decisiveness, but Mars themselves is wrapped up in all of Venus's, you know, luxurious linens. So 
we'll wrap this decision in values by making this move. What values am I bringing to life? Okay. So something else that's happening during this new moon is there is an opposition between the moon and the planet, mm, the planetary body, (laughs) Chiron. I don't know if you're familiar with Chiron, but Chiron is a minor planet. It is in our solar system and has an irregular orbit. And Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron points to the place in our in our chart where we will always be healing and therefore where we have deep wisdom to offer the world. It's like, okay, I'm always working on this. And I'll give you just my own personal example. I am always working on self-trust. And therefore, I am really good at helping other people trust themselves. It is something I'm always tending. I'm always working on. I'll never be done doing that with myself. And so I know the territory very deeply and I can help other people navigate it. So Chiron points kind of to two things at the same time. Chiron points to the hurt in us, the worry or the fear or the insecurity. And it also points to the healing potential, to the growth potential, to the wisdom potential in us. So I have two questions for you that this Chiron opposition to the new moon evokes. Here's the first question. What worry or fear am I willing to face to make this move? So this decisive action that I am ready to take, what worry, what fear am I willing to face to make that move? Chiron is opposite the sky from the sun, moon, and Mars. Sun, moon, and Mars are at one side of the table, and Chiron is sitting on the opposite side. Like, look at me. So if we want to use this new moon, we're going to look at Chiron. We're going to look at the worry or fear. Here's the second question. What deep insecurity will this help me heal in myself? That is, by taking this action, by making this decision, What is the insecurity that I am working on healing? How I am doing physical therapy, healing therapy on this insecurity. What is that? What is that? How will you be self-healing by making this decision? Okay. For the last set of questions for this new moon, let's circle back to those couple of things I told you at the very beginning. One, that it's happening during a Mercury retrograde, and two, that it's conjoined with Mars. So this Mercury retrograde in Libra 
has us reviewing, reassessing, revising, renewing, redoing partnership. And that's partnerships of all kinds. It could be partnership, sure, with a romantic partner, but it could also be any one-on-one relationship where you and the other person are coming together and co-operating, co-habitating, co-creating. So you can have a partnership with a colleague. You can have a partnership with a child. You can have a partnership with an assistant. You can have a partnership with a client. You can have a partnership with a friend. So as I talk about those various categories of partnership, maybe there is one that is especially alive for you right now. Maybe there's a certain type of partnership that you're like, oh, yeah, I have been thinking about that. So you're welcome to home in on and focus in on that area as you answered these Mercury retrograde in Libra inspired questions. So. As I review my most harmonious partnerships, what do I see? Who am I and how do I show up in these relationships? So where is it working well? Where is it working well and how do you show up in that place where it's working well? Who are you in those relationships? Okay. Here's another set. As I review my less harmonious partnerships, what unhelpful or even deleterious tendencies do I see in the way I show up? And I chose the word deleterious. I mean, A, because I, you know, Libra vibes. I like, I like fancy words. But B, I wanted that kind of sense of, you know, deleterious. It's like subtly harmful and it's subtractive. It's like, what are the, what are the less harmonious partnerships where you have to make yourself smaller to stay in them? Where you have to leave out parts of yourself? Where you have to check parts of yourself at the door? So what are you noticing? What are the tendencies that have you doing that? And so it could be something like, I'm afraid to disagree. I don't like disagreeing in that partnership. Right? And so I just kind of, I leave the disagreement at the door and I go along when I don't maybe always want to. Okay, that's what I mean by that. A deleterious tendency. What? Am I ready to stop tolerating? And two valences here in honor of Libra. What am I ready to stop tolerating in myself? And what am I just not here for anymore? For my own, my own tendencies and behaviors and ways of showing up? And what am I ready to stop tolerating in others? What am I not here for anymore where others are concerned? Two more questions. Okay, two and a half. Remembering that when 
Venus goes to Mars's house, and Mars goes to Venus's house, and they're outside of their comfort zones, yeah, it's harder for them. They are in detriment, it's called. Right? They're not happy in those signs, in those houses. And at the same time, when we go out of our comfort zones, we will undoubtedly grow. We will get more strong in a well-rounded kind of way. You know, it's like cross-training. I will be um, going to the gym and lifting weights all year, and then June comes along, and I jump in the pool to swim laps. I'm in a different environment. I swim, you know, one length of the pool, and I come up out of the water like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. Not because I'm not strong, but because I'm not used to doing that, right? And so I like to believe that when planets go into other signs, they do a little cross-training. They exist and persist in a different environment, and they're able to be a little more flexible, right? So here's the question inspired by that. What am I called to strengthen in myself so that I can show up with more integrity in all relationships? Where will I begin? So a growth-oriented question and a half. What am I called to strengthen in myself so that I can show up with more integrity in all relationships? And where will I begin? And then, super key for this new moon, how will this strength help me move forward with my desired course of action? Because even if that very first thing you were thinking about in these self-reflections, that thing you're ready to do, you're ready to stop mulling and just take action on. This is the strength, I think, this new moon is telling us. There's something about a relationship strength, a way of relating, that we are going to need to revise. We're going to need to reconfigure our way of relating in order to be able to press the go button in the sign of Libra in the year of 2021. Okay. As always, the very end of the self-reflections are asking you to remember that the new moon is a place where we we just make a very kind of simple decision in the end to let something go and to invest in something else. We turn inside, we check in with ourselves. I hope that these questions, whether you want to answer them all or whether there's just a one little batch of them that really speaks to you, I'm hoping that these questions will help you above all else decide in the end what are you turning away from? What are you turning away from? Where have you been that you don't want to be any longer? And then also, who are you becoming? The new moon in Libra is an invitation to be in the world 
beautifully and elegantly assertive and confidently considerate way. There is a real opportunity for balancing in this moment, and I hope you will take it. All right. Again, to find the worksheet, just go to the show notes, go to the webpage, click the link. And then once you are signed up on that particular little email list for the new moon emails, then you'll always get the worksheet delivered right at the new moon. It is my great pleasure to create this resource for you. And I hope that you will give yourself a little bit of quiet time to be with yourself, be with these questions, and do this beneficial rebalancing. All right, my friend, thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.